continuing as I share with you some of my favorite verses, scriptures from the Bible. And I want to share today from the book of Matthew, chapter 17, verse 20. And I'm reading from the King James Version. And it says, And Jesus said unto them, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If ye have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall say unto this mountain, Remove hence to yonder place, and it shall remove, and nothing shall be impossible unto you. And then the uh, Amplified Bible reads this way, and it says, He said to them, Because of the littleness of your faith, that is, your lack of firmly relying trust. That's how lack of faith is defined there. For truly I say to you, if you have faith that is living, a living faith, like a grain of mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to yonder place, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible to you. Now, to first give us a little back story of this chapter and how this verse uh, unfolds there in verse 20. Jesus has taken Peter, James, and John with him, and they've gone to this high part of a mountain, and Jesus is transfigured. They see Jesus um, talking with Elijah as well as Moses, and they all appear shining as if they were light. Their raiment was just white and glowing. And, and of course, this was just uh, thrilling for the, disi- the disciples to be able to see this. And they began to share in regards to, no, let us build shelters here for you all to be able to have. Um, and, of course, Jesus responds by saying, um, no, that that wasn't the reason for them being there to see what they saw. But once they leave the mountain uh, and come down, they are they come into contact with uh, a man whose son is possessed. He's possessed by uh, uh, by demons, and um, and the disciples that who had remained uh, and did not go with Jesus up the mountain had not been able to help the man and his son, and so. In verse 17 of Matthew, of that 17th chapter, Jesus says, O faithless and perverse generations, generation rather, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And in verse 18, it says, And Jesus rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And then this is when Jesus says this, uh, one of my favorite verses, he says, Because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, If you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, and I don't know if, if you've ever seen the size of a mustard seed before, but it's about the size of a pinhead. If you've ever seen a stick pen and the top of that pen 
is about the size of the grain of mustard seed. And so he's saying, if you had only um, the faith, the size of this seed, you could speak to this mountain. And what I wanted to share was, in reading this from the, let's see here, I want to go to the Passion Translation quickly. And it says, um, he told them, it was because of your lack of faith. I promise you, if you have faith inside of you, no bigger than the size of a small mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move away and here, from here and go over there and you will see it move. There is nothing you couldn't do. But this kind is cast out only through prayer and fasting. And I found out that some of the translations, the more modern translations, did not include that 21st verse that says, but this kind is cast out only through prayer and fasting. I think that's very significant as we continue to share with you through this segment. But let's look at some cross-references. Um... If I haven't told you, I'm telling you now that the Bible interprets itself. Um, If you ever have a Bible where you see either in the middle of the pages, scriptures that correspond to the chapter and verse that you're reading, those verses are given to you to see where they are mentioned or verses are mentioned that connect with that verse. And so the first verse we want to go to is Matthew 21, 22. 21 and 21, which actually connects with this passage that I'm sharing with you today from um, my favorite verse. So I want to cross-reference my verse of Matthew 17 and 20 by going to Matthew 21 and 21. And it says here, Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, and this is the King James, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree but also if you shall say unto this mountain be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea it shall be done now in this particular instance the disciples and Jesus come upon a fig tree that wasn't productive and Jesus cursed uh, that fig tree and he told them in this particular verse that Uh, If you have faith and don't doubt, you can do the same thing. And so the first lesson that came to me in regards to faith is that doubt short circuits my faith. So if I'm believing God for something, praying and asking God about something, but doubt comes in, then doubt causes me to go down a road that was not my intention. And so, therefore, I'm off the road of believing and trusting God and now traveling a different road. And so, we don't want doubt to enter in to short-circuit our faith. Um, I also want to go to another cross-reference scripture. It's found in Matthew 7 and 7. Matthew 7 and 7. And it says, Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. 
knock and it shall be opened unto you. And the Amplified reads this way, keep on asking and it will be given you. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking reverently and the door will be opened to you. So here, not only does doubt that I found back in 2121 short circuit my faith, but here in Matthew 7, 7, I have to be persistent. I have to be consistent in my asking of God. It says, keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on knocking reverently. So it's in my consistency, in my persistence, because of course the enemy is going to be persistent in coming at me and trying to oppose me and trying to get me to turn away from God and trust in God. He'll be persistent. So therefore I have to come in faith, being persistent in me, staying focused on God and asking, seeking, and knocking. I want to also go to another cross-reference I found, and that was found in Matthew chapter 13. Matthew chapter 13, verse 31. And this is another parable that Jesus is referring to, and he says that the kingdom of heaven is like unto a grain of mustard seed which a man took and sowed in his field. The Amplified reads this way. The kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field. And 32 says, of all the seeds, it is the smallest. But when it has grown, it is the largest of the garden herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and find a shelter in its branches. So here I'm learning for me is that faith starts small. But when you tend to it, when I cultivate it in the word, it begins to grow. It starts out as the smallest but it can grow. It has the potential to grow to the largest. And so that's determined by me. How large it may grow is determined by me and how well I cultivate and how well I tend to my faith, guarding my faith, because my faith is everything when it comes to me staying connected to God. And so I know that Scripture says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. So if I want to please God, then I have to nourish and grow my faith. And here it says, uh, it says that it becomes the largest of the garden, becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and find shelter in its branches. So not only is faith producing and being productive for me individually, but I can also now help others. See here, the birds are able to come to that tree and they're able uh, to be able to find shelter in its branches. So so I'm finding here that, that my faith has the potential to grow, but I don't 
and I should not want and have to guard against allowing it to be short-circuited because of doubt. I have to be persistent. I have to be consistent in my asking, seeking, and knocking. And also, I have to nurture it so that it can grow in the Word and grow through the Word. And then, back to the original scripture of Matthew 17 and 20, where it says that what they dealt with in 21 says, This kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. So I'm having to go a step further. Praying, as I said in 7 and 7, being consistent with that, but also fasting. What are some things that I need to walk away from, cut off, uh, go the other way in order that I can get closer to God? And so these are all, I believe, not just one or the other, but all of these combined together as Holy Spirit reveals and shows them to you how we can best find ourselves in a position to be able to hear from God and do things God's way. And Jesus told them that that back in uh, verse 21-21 that um, if you have faith and not doubt, ye shall not only do this, which is done to the fig tree, but you can do, you can speak to that mountain, whatever that mountain in is in your life, whatever that obstruction is, whatever that obstacle is, whatever it may be, whatever that hindrance is, whatever that blocking um, or stumbling block rather is, you can speak to it and it will be moved. But it's based according to our faith. God has given us a measure of faith. So the faith is there. It's small. But once we begin to study the word of God, seek God, that faith will begin to grow just like a seed. It will grow. And as we stay persistent and consistent in our prayer to God, in our asking of God, in our seeking, in our knocking of whatever it is we are believing for, then therefore the doubt would not be able to come in and short-circuit what we are believing God for because we keep our focus laser sharp on God and what God is revealing to us and how God wants us to go about doing this very thing. And that is to see these problems removed. Life is filled with obstacles, is it not? It is filled with things that will try to thwart our walk with the Lord that will try to make us turn and go back the other way where we came from. But through persistent and constant prayer, believing God, trusting God, knowing that God is in control, knowing that if God did it for them back in the book of Matthew, he can and will do it for us. And so our goal is to remain persistent, consistent, and trusting God. We don't want to distrust God because without faith, we can't please God. And so we want to be sure that our mustard seed of faith grows and matures as God so intended it for and designed. A mustard seed is all that you need. God bless you. We had just completed our third episode in regards to 
Matthew chapter 17, verse 20, referring to the mustard seed. And I wanted to be sure that I added one more additional verse to that particular episode in regards to uh, the completeness of, as we pray and talk to God, that it must be done in love. Um, The final reference verse that I wanted to share with that episode in mind is 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 2. And in the King James, it reads, um, let's see here. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have no charity, I am nothing. And the Amplifier reads it this way. And if I have prophetic powers, the gift of interpreting the divine will and purpose, and understand all the secret truths and mysteries, and possess all knowledge, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, God's love in me, I am nothing. I am a useless nobody. And I thought it was important for me to be sure that I included this verse because as we pray, as we're trusting God, and we were talking about from Matthew 17, 20, uh, about having that mustard seed of faith, trusting in God, about being persistent, being consistent in our prayers, about not doubting, not allowing the doubt to short-circuit our faith because we can't please God without our faith. Um, and also we'll be talking about just being sure that that we would tend to our faith and allow it to grow, to mature in the Lord. According to 1 Corinthians 13 and 2, I can be doing all of those things, but if God's love is not in me, if I am not true to God with my love for him, if I am not, as it says in Amplified, if my love is nothing more than just for show, uh, if it's only for just to be seen and to get a pat on the back, I am nothing. I'll read it again in the Amplified. It says, that B part says, and if I have sufficient faith so that I can remove mountains, but have not love, which is God's love in me, I am nothing, a useless nobody. So everything that God has ever done has always been motivated by love. And just as that is true for him, it must also be true for us. God bless.